Do you love what you hear on the podcast? Please go to Buy a Cup of Coffee. The Radio Horror link is in the show notes, but it's on top of the Twitter page. Or you can just go to buymeacupofcoffee.com backslash Radio Horror. And you can help support Goth Girl Horror and the other podcasts here on the Radio Horror Network. Donations go towards cloud service and new equipment. Thank you. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Goth Girl Horror, the official hack slash podcast. And I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I am your co-host, Tracy And tonight we are talking about the one-shot Bomb Queen versus Hack Slash, which is a character I know little to nothing about. She has a comic book currently on the stands. If you go to your local comic book store, you will see a copy of, ha- of Bomb Queen there with her ginormous breast just showing out at you. And I'm in the same boat as you where I, I haven't read anything of Bomb Queen unless it's been related to the Hack Slash. So. Right. So Bomb Queen was an original member of the Four Queens, a group of female villains that terrorized and ruled the city of Newport. Once they were defeated, the remaining superheroes in the city, the Queen grew bored and concocted a scam to get millions of dollars from the government for pretending to be heroes who were under the evil influence of Bomb Queen. The only member who didn't possess any actual superpowers, all her skills were aided by technology. The original Bomb Queen series was entirely written and drawn by Jimmy Robinson and colored by Angela Maine and published by Image Comics, which currently publishes Hackslash, as well as Savage Dragon and Spawn. Bomb Queen has had crossovers with uh, Savage Dragon as well. Um, Jimmy Robinson is pretty much just known for Bomb Queen. He's done a book called The Empty and Five Weapons, which I'm not familiar with at all. I'm, this is a very unknown creator uh but, I mean, the same could be said about me, too. But he's worked on, like, 86 issues of things, so he might have worked on other Bomb Queens. But let's take a look at what else he's worked on. But, uh, nope, a lot of Bomb Queen. Oh, we did the What If Wolverine Enemy of the State. A lot more Bomb Queen. A lot more Bomb Queen. Bomb Queen is a villain true and true. She fucks and kills and rapes whoever she wants. She's basically like Deadpool, but a chick. Less cancerous-looking tumors all over the body. And a rapist, because Deadpool does not do that. Deadpool will kill anybody, but he won't kill innocent people. Just keep that in mind. Bomb Queen will. He's an anti-hero where she's definitely a villain. Yeah, she is just a true and true psychopath. And the current Bomb Queen storyline, if you went to our Twitter page, uh, she's currently dealing with um, Donald Trump. So there's a lot of like political stuff in the Bomb Queen. It's all political satire. One of the previous Bomb Queen stories, she got pregnant with Barack Obama's kid. Oh, well, that's a weird spinoff. Right. So we're going to jump right into Bomb Queen, and we'll be revisiting Bomb Queen coming up in the future issues of the ongoing of Hackslash. But for now, Charcy has the plot synopsis for us. All right. So we got Bomb Queen versus Hackslash, which story and art is by Jimmy Robinson, colors by Paul Little, publisher Jim Valentino, editor Jay Dodge, and let's here. I have for the original published date was on February 2011. Sure. Let's go with that. And the issue opens with Cassie explaining that her and Vlad have been hunting down serial killers from a city called Newport City, a place located in a different dimension. They only know this information because they have Pooch. Cassie, Vlad, and Pooch all travel to this other dimension because they must find the demon of that world who has opened the portal between their two worlds. 
if they can close the portal, then the serial killers of Newport City won't enter their world anymore. With Pooch as their guide, he leads them to the Bomb Queen's hideout. He says that the demon is located there. While entering the hideout, Cassie and Vlad get separated from Pooch, and then they get attacked by a group of evil humans under the control of the demon. The demon stops his controlled minions from attacking and chats with Cassie and Vlad about why they are there. She explains to the demon that his freaks are leaking into her world and that they've come to close the portal. The demon says that this is not of his best interest and he wants the portal open. He needs to feed off hatred and his world is dying and he's hungry. Knowing that they plan to stop him, the demon attacks them with his freaks again. While Cassie and Vlad are fighting with the demon's minions, Pooch manages to sneak up on the demon and pin it down. But Bomb Queen decides to show up at that moment. She's come back to her world to kill off the demon for its powers. Pooch becomes temporarily dis distracted by Bomb Queen, so the demon makes its escape. Since they have a similar goal, Bomb Queen then asks Cassie to join her in killing the demon. Cassie tells her no, since she knows that she'll only plan on killing her and Vlad once the creature is dead. Vlad is able to fight off Bomb Queen and buys time for Cassie to get away. Then Bomb Queen's attacked by the demon freaks, so Vlad flips away. Trying to find the demon, who is named Ash, she talks to its half-dead minion, trying to get information. She talks about the fact that she has its artifact now, but its powers won't be hers until Ash is dead. Cassie manages to catch up to the demon, but Ash is able to take control of her mind, feeding on her hatred. Vlad catches up to them, only to find Cassie's been controlled by him. It orders her to attack Vlad. But while Vlad is carefully trying to fight off Cassie without hurting her, Bomb Queen shows up. Just when they are all about to fight, Pooch grabs onto Ash and snaps its body. Sent to the underworld, Ash swears vengeance on Pooch and the others. After Ash's death, its evil power is transferred to Bomb Queen finally. Cassie and Vlad decide they must stop her, but a group of superheroes, the Guardian Knights, show up and get in their way. Taking too long to talk, Bomb Queen's transformation is complete and she kill kills off the superheroes. Turning her attention to Cassie, she is taking a liking to her and wants to play monkey bump with her. She decides to let them all go instead, but informs Cassie that she'll be paying her a visit someday in her world once she is finished with hers. All right. So right from the beginning, we have a quote from Dwight D. Eisenhower and W.E. Farbstein. Uh, we all know Dwight D. Eisenhower was former president of the United States, one of considered one of the best presidents of the United States. Let's see if one day we'll we'll have another one again sometime soon. Yeah. <laughs> Told you this episode might get political, folks. Bomb Queen does all sorts of satire, political stuff. So just you gotta have to suck it up and deal with it. Also, if you read any Tim Seeley comic book over the last, I don't know, five or years, you can you know what spectrum Tim Seeley is on. Especially if you read uh, Blood, not the Masquerade, oh, I, the other one. I, I was gonna say I have yet to read it, so Blood I Red. don't know the name of it. Blood Red. Blood Red. Yeah, it's about a it's about a World War II vampire who uh, finds out that uh, like all the minorities are being taken in to be used as cattle. Oof, and he's yeah. like, yeah, no. So, and W. E. Farbstein is a was a reporter for the New Yorker back in the forties. Nice. Yeah. So, so we open up with uh, this guy that's got a symbol on his forehead that kind of reminds me of what is that TV series movie? And it's based on books or whatever. People like wear like gothic like clothes, but they're all like magical and stuff. It's like a darker Harry Potter almost. 
Oh, the magicians? No, the, the magicians say, is like, very dark though. If you saw the first season, I've only seen the first season of the magicians. It is very dark, but that's not it. We have Pooch. It just looks very different. He looks almost human-like, not as dog-like as what he normally is. Right. I thought he usually does have. Not that I'm the biggest Pooch fan, as I've said multiple <laughs> times. I love the guy that they're fighting. So they're fighting all these weird people from the other dimension, the Bomb Queen dimension. The guy has. His belly button circled and an arrow pointing down to his non-existent penis, it almost looks like. But Pooch's tail is in the way. But you can clearly see the bush underneath Pooch's tail to show that he has some anatomy. The fact that Pooch's tiny tail is able to cover it, you know that there's nothing there. Yeah, he's not that much. Then some other serial killers show up. These gotta be Bomb Queen characters that I don't know who they are. One of them looks like a clan member, of course. And I was gonna say, like, one of them you know is a big satire to being um, a Trump supporter just because of the red hat. Something like that, but this was written in 2011. That was long before the mag- oh, yeah. magna, magma, Apparently whatever. they uh, knew what was coming. Right. I don't know when that whole, that whole red hat thing with Trump, that had to start when, when he, before he took office in 2016. Yeah, because I remember when they became a thing, it was when he started the campaigning, so. Right. Which, if you, like, contributed to it, he would send you one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Ash is this black cat that reminds me of Sebastian, who is my black kitty. He is Bomb Aww. Queen's black pet cat and partner in crime. As it turns out, Ash is a demon named Desarak that feeds on evil. Every thousand years, he has the opportunity to become a full demon in the fires of hell if he can gain enough power from hate. Bomb Queen gets taken to the underworld by She-Spawn, and a ploy to, to defeat his attempt to twist Bomb Queen's mind towards global domination. Now, She-Spawn, I believe, could possibly be She-Spawn as in Spawn-Spawn. I was thinking the same thing, too. Because there is a character called She-Spawn in the Spawn universe, and Spawn does exist in the Bob Queen universe, the, it's Image Comics. Hmm. So, another type of crossover, or... Possibly. Not? I mean, she has met Savage Dragon. She was in Savage Dragon number 134. Okay. So was the Wanted characters from, you know, from the movie Wanted. Those were actually based on a, video, on a comic book. And in the comic book, they actually wear colorful costumes. In the Wanted universe, they are, uh, they got the ability to kill all the superheroes and then basically mind wipe the entire planet to serve them. Oh, wow. So Yeah, the movie really did not follow the comic book. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. That's a dark twist. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, like it never made any sense to me that the Angelina Jolie character Fox, in the comic book, she's drawn to look like Halle Berry. It should have been Halle Berry then. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe Halle Berry didn't want to do any more comic book movies after the disasters that were Catwoman and her last outing at Storm. Yeah, So I was going to say that's very true. The artist in this book, by the way, also did a book, uh, I think this is like a pinup style book or whatever, because all I can find is very nudie pictures of superheroes with ginormous breasts called Wild Curves. And one of the covers has like Batgirl on the cover. One, one cover has Elektra. One cover has uh, Felicia Hardy, the Black Cat, uh, Black Canary on there, Bomb Queen, Carol Danvers, Jade, Power Girl, Star Girl, Supergirl, Warrior Nun, uh, Betty Cooper from Archie, Buffy, Black Cat. Catwoman, Invisible Woman, Jessica Rabbit, Phantom Lady, Selena, Stephanie Brown, Vampirella, X-23, and American Dream. Whew. I was going to say, anyone he hasn't done? <laughs> uh, I mean, the only person out of that list that has the most ginormous breast that would appear in the book besides sometimes whoever's drawing Black Cat has giant breasts or whatever is Power Girl. Everyone else has proportional enough sized breasts other than Phantom Lady and Jessica Rabbit. 
and Vampirella. I was going to say, I'm like Jessica Rabbit. I can see her being not in proportion. Right, or Vampirella. Yeah. I always got to wonder, do you think the clone of X-20, the clone of Wolverine, a.k.a. X-23, you know, like we saw in the Wolverine Logan movie, do you think she smells as bad as Wolverine? <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> I love the fact, <laughs> I love it when Pooch punches the black cat. It's just like, pop. It's so cute. Well, I picture this. <laughs> Bomb Queen's outfit? Nothing. I mean, could you imagine some cosplayer cosplaying that? I, I was going to say, and later on you can tell that her nips are technically hanging out. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's sometimes... It's very con- difficult. Sometimes conventions get very conservative about what their cosplayers are wearing, and I've seen cosplayers walk around as Vampirella or Lady Death. Very true. But Lady Death is covered in white body paint so they can get away with it. Vampirella is not. But I've seen them like go after like Jessica Negri when she was dressed up as a character Lollipop Chainsaw. Yeah, I, I remember reading about that too, where it's like, so how far are we going to go with this conservativeness? Because, I mean, she was completely covered. Right, and I there are pictures on my Instagram of the most recent PAX East last year, 2020 in February, before the pandemic really broke out. Uh, me and a couple of cosplayers in bikinis cosplay. <laughs> they were some freaking character. I don't know who they were. That's not why I cos- wanted to take a picture with them. They were just smoking hot. <laughs> they get to have drinks with them afterwards, so... I was going to say, totally worth it, then. Totally worth it. (laughs) Okay, so we have boobs popping out of this one girl holding a dildo on the next page. Oh, my God. The dildo kills me. Like, I'm like, so is she going to attack her with that thing? (laughs) She's going to shove it right in, I guess. Um, I mean, she's in the position for it. Right. We get a a fuck, and we get a cunt dropped, and we get a dumb fuck. We got a lot of language in this book. Oh, my God. And then she takes a piss on the guy. Well, she's technically taking a piss on Ash, so. <laughs> Holy crap. This is like, I, I I definitely want to pick up the first trade paperback of this character, because, wow. I mean, she's going to get dark. I mean, just from this issue and then from the issue that we'll end up doing in the future, you just, you know that Bomb Queen's a dark character, so. 100% correct. Um, the cat digs into Cassie's mind and sees the events of her life up to this point, including the death, the redeath of her mother and father. Yeah, with the very creepy uh, birthday cake of her dad's head. Right, and the Black Lamp Society as well, so they're definitely up to date in the uh, memories uh, in this book, because we were seeing advertisements for this book in the first couple issues of the new ongoing. That's true. But yeah, I, I love how even though it's a demon cat, he's still acting like a cat. Because he's like, tell me all your dark secrets while rubbing up against her boot. It's just like, oh my god. <laughs> what do you think of the double page spread? The the what? Do you so in the digital or the um, omnibus? Do you have the double page spread of Cassie the cat, Vlad, and Bomb Queen, and Cassie's eyes are possessed, and it's just a huge frontal image of Cassie up against the uh, the front, and like Bomb Queen to the left and Vlad to the right. Oh, yep. Now I have come across it with the the cat in the bottom corner. Yes. Yep. I I, I love that bomb queen, like, that her bombs, before she blows them up, literally symbolizes and looks like the shape of a bomb. Correct. It's kind of fun. Yeah, definitely. Pooch bites into the demon. Forgot about the beast. Pooch. Crack. Yep, yep. Kills the poor kitty. But, yeah. You know, but he comes back, and he warns that this uh, this Neff demon is not something to be trifled with, so there's more to Pooch no. than we realize. 
And, and that's kind of the first time we've had hinted at it where he's like, I want to know how Cassie can control this demon. Like, how does she have this power over this thing? Which, of course, then you see poor Cassie confused and back to normal again. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, what does Bomb Queen say when she's, like, firing up her uh, powers? I was going to say, right at the part where she's like, but my vagina feels great. Yes, Ash is dead. This is the transfer of evil that I've waited for. The power of the underworld is in my twat. <laughs> yeah, wow. It's just like booming with energy right there in her uh, her nether regions. At literally glowing like bright white. So, yeah. An orgasm of power and she's just like dripping with sweat. Kind of supposed to be like a symbolism of like, you know, probably dripping with orgasm juice. <laughs> the best way I can describe it. <laughs> Uh, the, the power is in her coochie. That's what that is. It apparently is. Uh, she reminds me a lot of the pro. Did you ever read that one stra- That one shot? No. It's no, by that one I did not. Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmati. It's about a prostitute who gets, like, Superman-level powers. That'd be fun to read. And then like, she, like, is jerking off, like, the city superhero, um, Superman or whatever. The, so there's, like, a Superman. She has, like, super-duper powers, but there's, like, a Superman-style character in the book or whatever. And she's in the middle of giving him a hand job or whatever. And she shoots off um, his load, and it goes through her apartment and, like, clips the wing of a plane. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like uh, a type of comic that I would get into just because of the ridiculousness of it. Right. She wants to bump monkeys with... Uh, oh, sorry. The Guardian Knights show up, who are Turbo Knight... Stupid. Yeah. Turbo Knight, <laughs> Emerald Knight, Night Knight, Big Ass Knight, and Lady Knight, and they all get killed. Within seconds. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, damn superheroes getting in the way. I had my chance. Uh, and she wants to bump monkeys with uh, Cassie after... Is she, is she giving her a wedgie or is she pantsing her? She's just trying to check out her underwear. I think she's checking out her underwear. Oh, my. Why don't we Wait. ditch the monsters and go someplace and bump mon- uh, some monkey bump? Monkey bump. Okay. See, that is harder to say than I thought it was. It's like monkey bump. <laughs> and then she kisses Vla- uh, Cassie and says, wear something cute, and then takes off. Where even Pooch looks confused. <laughs> Unbelievable. Such a crazy freaking comic book. And an off-the-wall character where it's like, th- this is probably, like, especially since it's supposed to be a parallel dimension and idea, and it's like, would this be Cassie if she would have lost her mind? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. There's an ad in the back for Bomb Queen All-Girls Special. Oh, no. Not that for I children. That I have in the digital, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. What a crazy comic book. It's very short, too, but it is just nonstop sexualized humor. To the 10th degree. That and killing. So between sex and killing. (laughs) Bomb Queen number four, Time Bomb. Bomb Queen meets her worst nightmare. President of Barack Obama, the Queen's city of crime, is marked for closure, and there's no limit of how low the Queen will go. And she's, like, ripping open her... She's supposed to be doing like a Superman-style rip-open of the shirt, but she doesn't really have that much of a top or whatever. It's just to cover her nipples for the sake of the comic, you know, the to put the comic book on the shelf, and she's ripping open her top, and it's just her blood-stained tits with the bomb (laughs) in the middle where the blood isn't covering her tits. But her basically her her nipples are covered by blood pouring down her neck. So that makes it okay. (laughs) Not recommended for the squeamish, prudish, or faint of heart, it says. No. I can definitely agree with that after reading all that. Again, this is a very quick and short comic book to uh, to get through. I mean, 
I can't believe from 2011 to now I still never read a Bomb Queen book, but maybe it's just so over the top I just wouldn't be into it. I'm not sure. Yeah. One of those where it's like I have such a long list of stuff that I want to read that she's not really at the top of my list of things that I would want to read. Right, and the Bomb Queen covers also seem to parody like a lot of movie-style uh, looks to them. Like I see this Bomb Queen look or whatever, it's like a crime noir I have a Bomb Queen number two. It looks like Jenna Jameson's like book cover to her biography. The Bomb Queen number four, The Divine Comedy, looks like uh, Watchmen. So that's what also what I was saying why how she reminds me a lot of Deadpool because Deadpool is very self referential. That's true too. Yeah. Um, there's an, a cover where Bomb Queen pregnant and she's got like a missile that looks like a dildo and an AK-47 behind her and she's pregnant with a bomb in her belly. Uh, there's a newspaper tabloid that says Obama's love child. There's a bomb queen cover where they're all looking like they're about to. They're just like holding on to the top of their breasts. They're not. They're just in a circle, holding on to the top of their breasts. They're not pushing their breasts together. And then there's one where she's uh, coming up behind Barack Obama while he's giving his um, presidential speech of something. Oh, it says, "I'm the president, and I am honored to have 100% support of endorsement from our friends in the superhero community." Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time, I think this was coming out, which was, yeah, so when Obama was taking office, uh, Savage Dragon did a, uh, he was like shaking hands with Obama on the cover, and if you remember, there was an issue of Amazing Spider-Man where Obama was giving Spider-Man the thumbs up, because uh, the chameleon posed as Obama during the inauguration, and Spider-Man used his Spider-Sense to figure out that that wasn't really Obama, and Obama <laughs> helped Spider-Man knock out the, the, the chameleon. Oh, nice. Notice there's been no Donald Trump comic book from Marvel. <laughs> no. They won't touch that. So. No, and I don't know if they'll touch it with Biden. But uh, on the cover of Savage Dragon back in October, oh, a Savage Dragon Jr., uh, who's currently running the title, is on the cover endorsing both Barack, uh, sorry, Joe Biden and uh, whoever the vice president is. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I, I am not stupid to realize the significance and how important it is to, you know, feminism and, and, and women's equality that for the first time ever, we have the first ever female vice president. You know what I'm yes. saying? I don't care what you think about her. I don't agree with her politics. I heard she's a hardcore cop person, you know, and certain policies and things she said in the past are not okay. Um, regarding certain people's rights and things like that. So I'm not okay with that, but and I know she's portrayed as a super cop. So, um, But it is very important, I guess, that... It's a step in history that we've never had to experience before. Correct. So, I mean, a lot of other countries have had female leaders, you know, like Margaret Thatcher and stuff. I yeah. know she's controversial too, so don't anyone think that I'm not aware Margaret Thatcher isn't, didn't do bad things or things people didn't agree with. At, at this point in time, what political leader hasn't been controversial? Right. You know, it's, 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 it's just the way it is. And it's just funny this episode's coming out. You know, we're, we're gonna, we are, we are going to be posting this episode this week, folks, the week of the inauguration of Joe Biden, former yeah. vice president of the United States under Barack Obama, now president of the United States. You know, during a time where the country is ripping itself apart. We're, we, I did not plan this that way. It just happens to happen. But covering a comic book that deals with a lot of political satire, it's, I think, important to bring up. So Things that we should all know about anyways. And it's like, honestly, it's one of those things where it shouldn't matter what side we're on. But it's like what you said, we've become so divided that it doesn't matter what someone else's opinion is that 
the other party is if you don't agree with you then you're just stupid and it's like whatever happened to us just working together and having compromise it's just become a political mess um i actually i just saw that i just found the cover of savage dragon 137 where it says i'm savage dragon and i endorse barack obama for president of the united states that's basically saying i'm eric larson creator of savage dragon (laughs) (laughs) it's a really nice cover it's very colorful too obama sitting there with his hands on his hip savage dragon's huge and green why savage dragon because savage dragon's from chicago and so is obama so um that's actually very clever so yeah that's so that's that's kind of nice um but uh, if you haven't kind of guessed from this podcast, Charcy and I are on the side of, like, we do not believe in bigotry, we do not believe in sexism, we do not believe in racism. We might yeah. make jokes about that stuff, but that's because I'm, I am always going to be in the belief of the late, great George Carlin, one of the greatest comedians who ever walked the face of planet Earth that yes. said everything is funny in context. Yes. I mean, this is a guy who, after his wife's miscarriage came back to his comedy routine to make jokes about miscarriages mm-hmm. that his wife was okay with because it's his job. It's where they make their money, you know? It's I don't know if he ever had kids afterwards, are. but I was at the Best Buy a few a couple of years ago, and God damn it, I wish I had bought it, but they had a DVD collection of all of the George Carlin HBO specials. Ah, uh, maybe you can find it online somehow. Yeah, yeah. Or I have HBO Max. Maybe they're on there. I have HBO but- Max for the next six months. It's one of those things where, literally, that you bring him up. Uh, just the other day, me and uh, my husband were talking about the fact that with George Carlin, you can still watch his stuff today, and it's still relevant to what's going on. Right, definitely. I loved him in the in, in like the two big movies Kevin Smith put him in, Dogma, and he has a yes. minor part in Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back about giving blowjobs and stuff, but mm-hmm. he has a bigger part and in Jersey Girl playing Ben Affleck's dad, so... Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I I love me some George Carlin. Uh, he is sadly missed. Uh, I, I I have his book. I only have one of his books, which is Jesus was supposed to bring the pork chops, and it's him <laughs> sitting where Jesus is in the Last Supper. So <laughs> I have not read that. That that's something I'll have to find. So. <laughs> Definitely, you can find us on Goth Girl Horror on Twitter and RadioHorror dot com for the rest of the previous episodes. We know the I know the website was down for a little while yesterday. I'm not 100 percent certain how long it was down for or why, but it seems to have fixed itself. Uh, if we ever happen to change uh, the website, you will be informed. But for now, it's still RadioHorror dot com. Uh, and you can find us on our individual Twitters at ChrisDSAV. And at Charcy Lux. If you have any questions about the podcast, any comments about the podcast, anything you want to say about the podcast, send to thatradiohorror at gmail.com. Do not, do not message Tim Seeley about the podcast. He has nothing to do with the podcast other than being a guest once in a while, giving his endorsement, and coming on the show. Please send any and all comments and questions or complaints to thatradiohorror at gmail.com. That's all the time we have here tonight. Please tune in in a couple weeks as we cover a new miniseries for Hackslash on Goth Girl Horror. Dorgan Ramen is a restaurant in Ashland, Massachusetts. Serves traditional and authentic Japanese ramen, Thai noodle soups, and the best chicken wings in Metro West. Everything's done in-house from scratch, and they use only the highest quality products from small farms. Co-chef owners, Papanook and Alan McIntosh, combine their culinary skills with traditional Japanese cuisine to create an authentic 
amazing flavor in every dish. Located at 1 West Union Street on Ashland, Massachusetts, their phone number is 508-309-3416. Or they can be located on Facebook at Dorgan Ramen Ashland and on their website as well, www.dorganramen.com. Get for a 